This episode of the Series A podcast is brought to you by the Blockchain Founders Fund. The Blockchain Founders Fund is a global entrepreneurship and investment fund that focuses on adding value to emerging technology and blockchain projects with real-world applications. The Blockchain Founders Fund supports seasoned and first-time entrepreneurs across the key business function with a hands-on intensive go-to-market venture program. Our second sponsor is SGI Partners based in New York City. SGI Partners is a private investment firm that pursues compelling investment opportunities in middle market businesses. SGI has a flexible mandate to invest across the capital structure in control-oriented investments, ranging from strategic financing to buyouts, allowing us to implement innovative investment strategies that preserve invested capital and mitigate risk while driving growth and creating value. As an, inv- as an advisor to SGI partners, I help identify investment targets in my geographical area. Now on to this fantastic new episode. Okay, so today I have the pleasure to talk with uh, three people, uh, the founders of uh, Weblen. So uh, we have together uh, Kai, who is the CEO, Carter is the CTO, and Nate is the CMO. Weblen is a startup, a blockchain startup based in, in North Dakota. So uh, guys, uh, welcome to Series A. How are you doing this morning? Doing pretty well. Very good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, so let us know in a nutshell, what is uh, Weblen? What does it do? Weblen is a socio-digital economy that allows for members of the community like you and me to be paid for engaging with the world around us through local events and media, while improving on the relationship that the community, the governing organization, as well as the businesses have with members of the community. Are you, do you happen to be familiar with the triple bottom line in what a community is or the health of what a community is, the triple bottom line? Uh, why don't you explain that for our audience? Sure thing. So you have three specific things that a lot of people have been focusing on, whether they be corporations or governments, that being the environmental impact, social issues, and whether it be revenue or governance. Those two can flop together depending on one's interests. And what Webland allows for a community to do is have a means to have a direct influence and to be able to measure what is the environmental health of a community? What is the social health of a community? And what can we do in order to improve the governance or to improve the revenue of the community that we're in? And you could say it's creating the foundation of what is a sustainable smart city. Uh, so why don't, uh, why don't you tell us an example of uh, an event? Is it only for uh, uh, physical events or is it also for uh, digital events? What's pretty neat is our platform enables members of the community to not only host and ticket for physical events, so you show up to an area and you're able to check in, but you're also able to stream directly to your local area. Because to be honest, when it comes to how technology has evolved and usage and people paying attention to local media, your local news, viewership continues to decline as usage on other platforms continues to increase. 
So when it comes to how our community is even able to not only connect with each other physically, but even when it comes to how a community engages and has conversations with one another, it continues to be diminished and continues to be hurt by our traditional systems of what is social media today. So to answer your question, frankly, it is not just restricted to events. You are able to stream to your audience as well. And the neat thing is, at the same time, when you are streaming on our platform, you are directly streaming to your local audience, your community, but the stream also can show up on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at the same time. And uh, the, the contributors uh, get uh, paid somehow through your platform? Mm -hmm. uh, it's like creating a country in which in regular countries, in our traditional economies, in order to receive a currency, you have to do a job from said employer or you have to fulfill a certain contract. In Webland's ecosystem, in order to receive the currency, you have to participate in what's going on around you. You have to be engaged with the world. Now, how are we actually circulating Webland within the platform, the currency? For anything that you want to do, if you get something out of the community, so for example, you make a post or you schedule an event or you schedule a stream, there is a small cost of Weblin and a portion of that, it can be seen as a tax. We subsidize a portion of that to reward members of the community for their engagement while subsidizing another portion of that to continue allowing other partners and other projects to build on our network. And is your product live right now? It is live. It is available on iOS and Android. And we are also available via web. The web version is not as robust as the mobile version, but uh, I, if you are not able to uh, download the iOS or Android version, I highly encourage you also check out the web version. Did you come up with the idea for this uh, product? What's interesting is this idea did not necessarily come out of the gate like we are about to be creating a social economy. Uh, once upon a time, this was around 2017, that we had created, look, started a business uh, through a local program in my area that said, hey, for a younger audiences, I was in high school at this time, we have this program to allow younger individuals to create their own businesses, teach them how it works. And around this time, I had brought in Nate as well and asked him, hey, do you want to make a business together? And what Weblin was back then was putting all social media into a single application with an event notifier in order to create what you could see as the and all the de facto social experience. This is the platform that you can use if you want to have a fruitful social life. And we got a lot of positive feedback from the event notifier and it was a very big idea. And we went through the hoops like trying to contract people to make this product. But if you really wanna be able to make an effective product, you have to be able to make it yourself. At least that's the, that's the mantra and mindset that our team uh, deploys when it comes to running a business or getting anything done. 
So we specifically focused on the event notifier and scrapped trying to put all the APIs and all the data from other social media networks onto what Webland was. So with the event notifier, it was around 20, uh, it was a bit later around 2018. This was when Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, they were having a moment. It was reaching mainstream media attention. And we had the beta or it can even be seen as the alpha version of what Webland was available on the app store, getting uh, people's feedback. And the issue that we saw was we had created a glorified event calendar. Sure, people can know about what's going on around them, but what is it that's going to get you off of your ass and actually be engaged and attend that event? It's very easy to be stuck to your device. And with the way that our technology is structured, uh, it is structured for us to be addicted and want to sit back and always decide, do we want to step away from the device or do we want to go do something else? Understanding that the problem was not necessarily knowing what was going on, it was the incentive behind how to be engaged in your community. We really started to look into cryptocurrencies and there's a specific site called Steemit. And Steemit, are you aware of Steemit? No. Steemit was, and it's still a live project today and there's a couple of forked projects as well. Uh, was created to be a social economy driven off of blogs. You create a blog, uh, if people are commenting on it, as well as uh, upvoting it, maybe they downvote it, then there would be a currency that was distributed, uh, I believe it was 60% to the curate, the creator, and 40% to the curators, the people commenting and uh, pushing its popularity up. There are some issues with the economics of it, but understanding what their intention was, we, we then understood we are able to create an economic system that does incentivize people being engaged in their community through events and more. And around this time, uh, as we started to understand we're creating this social economy, it was honestly by luck brought in uh, Carter, our CTO, who at the time was also getting heavily invested in the crypto space and created a white paper uh, in regards to how do we, uh, it was a medical medical data, putting it on blockchain tech. So different hospitals and different uh, healthcare providers are able to concurrently have the same data, shared data for medical reasons. And understanding that where his interest lies and where his skill sets lie, that's when he was brought onto the team. And since then, uh, we've continued growing this product. And today we're at around like eight people. Uh, we have the partnership with the Algorand Foundation, uh, part of an accelerator. And there's a few intense eyes on what we're doing in this very moment in time. Are you guys funded? We currently have a grant of a little, this was through like the Algorand for, uh, Foundation. It was for 145K. Uh, the accelerators that we are part of is with, the, uh, with Algorand and Draper University. That is for an additional 35K. And when it comes to our raise, we are on track due to certain partners and interest uh, to have a $10 million uh, 
seed round raise by the end of the year, along with uh, certain revenue because we're closing on contracts. Right now, the city so, of Barton- So when you say 10 million round, you mean that's your uh, projected valuation or is this the amount that you are raising 10 million? That's the amount that we are raising. Uh, at what valuation? I am not at liberty, to, at least I do not feel comfortable to uh, give today's valuation mm -hmm. due to um, we have a few contracts uh, regarding uh, that we are closing with the city, uh, Fargo specifically, that being worth 500k to the to begin integrating uh, Weblin into, you know, creating that community organization engagement tool and integrating Weblin to create that foundation for what is a smart city. People are be able to be paid to be engaged in what's going on around them. So you can think of things like um, things that do not regularly have monetary value such as humanitarianism, volunteering. You could say members of the community are able to live a life of purpose more so and be rewarded for it and exchange the value they receive for goods and services in their area. And uh, So it's difficult, like the number that I would say today would actually be very different by the end of next week, just due to the uh, speed that we are moving with things and just how okay. Okay, don't, don't worry about it. So before we talk about the tech and the marketing of the project, uh, tell us how much money can someone make uh, by contributing to the platform, by organizing events and uh, so on? Mm -hmm. So if you are organizing events, uh, that really depends on the, how, what are you, are you selling tickets? Because if you are selling tickets, for example, that is one way of monetizing your event. And uh, when it comes to how many people are being engaged in your event, so if you check in, that determines how much Weblin that you'll be able to be compensated for it, right? Uh, you checking in to events, not, not all events have the same payout because depending on the event, uh, depending on how many people show up, depending on, uh, we, want to, we want to try to use some uh, machine learning and AI to connect, is this event, going to contribute to like the environmental impact, the social health or governance? Does it improve the health of the community in a sustainable way? Does it seem to hurt it? Because then those would have like a lower payouts. But what we want to do is whether you are an organizer, uh, what we refer to you as like a local business or a community builder, or you're a member of the community, you should be able to get a full-time income and more depending on what innovation you have for your community. Uh, being engaged and uh, providing just straight up being engaged in your community. Okay, so do you see a scenario where someone can like uh, scale this up in order to become a millionaire by just being a member on your platform? Is that uh, a vi viable scenario? It is viable, but we are, uh, it's also very likely that you as a member of your community that you're also traveling to other communities and providing additional value as well. Okay. In which, yeah, being able to, being, uh, like you should have the mobility to provide a lot of value to not only one community, but many as. Okay, fantastic. So Carter, tell us a little bit about the technology. Uh, you guys are using, are working on Algorand. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it is. So <clears throat> like Makai said, we recently got a, uh, a partnership through their, their grants foundation uh, to support 
what we're building on Algorand. Um, so primarily as of late and, and for the foreseeable future, we're going to be building on Algorand. And from the tech perspective, they kind of have everything we're looking for. So they're super cheap, they're fast finality. Uh, settling transactions isn't you know, you know, 15 to hundreds of dollars in gas. It's uh, you know, less than a cent, which is great for us. Um, but something we are also exploring is, is, is building also on Cosmos and the Cosmos software development kits. So uh, not only do we have the uh, added decentralization and the um, peer proof of stake, you know, technology that allows uh, Algorand to be so, uh, so robust. We also have the added technical growth perspective and growth growth kind of trajectory that Cosmos has with the super complex protocols if we so choose to build in that direction. Um, something huge for us too is, is and, and I'm sure this will come up down the road in this, in this interview, we're super mission oriented. Uh, and so generally our partnerships are for reasons that also align with our mission of, of you know, being keeping that human in mind. And so Algorand's a huge, huge partner of ours because they're carbon negative. And so partnering on top of an Algorand, on top of the Algorand network allows Webland to be carbon negative and, and we have been carbon negative. Um, another big thing too is, is as, as quantum computing gets to be a more robust, uh, I don't want to say, uh, predator within the within the uh, blockchain technology space, um, you know, protocols are going to need to explore quantum resistant com uh, protocols and and quantum resistant com computing uh, to to make sure that the network is robust. And so, based off of my and our evaluations as a team, Algorand is exploring that and kind of leading the space or uh, being one of the leaders. I know they're working with some really, really, probably probably one of the most, uh, or groups of the most uh, able-bodied individuals to kind of uh, lead the way for the future of blockchain tech as computing and quantum computing gets so much, so much more uh, complex and challenging. So from that perspective, we're kind of also working, working with the future in mind. Uh, so you guys are pretty familiar with Algorand and since this is an investing podcast, what is like your uh, prediction of the Algorand price till the, the end of 2021. Oh man, I see. I I'm not I'm not a huge fan of predictions. Uh, I know I, I'm I'm a fan of Algorand. And just a, yeah, just an opinion. I'll give you I'll give you an idea. Uh, I I'll actually give you my own perspective personally. I think many layer one talk tokens are severely undervalued. Uh, Ethereum has seen a run up, and I think that's the first of many layer one explosions. Uh, Algorand and Cosmos, like the Algo and the Atom token, are both layer one tokens. Uh, and in my opinion, they're severely undervalued, but that's also my opinion. That's not reflective of Weblin or Weblin Incorporated, let's be clear here. Uh, but uh, I do think Algo. Will yeah, and as a disclaimer, this is not investment advice. It's just yeah, personal opinion. From a fundamental perspective, and, and uh, I definitely recommend anybody listening to research uh, Arrington Capital's Algorand white paper. I want to say it's like 20, 20 or 30 pages, maybe a little bit more, but it goes through the foundational fundamental aspects of why Algorand is so attractive. And a big thing uh, is the, the merging of traditional finance and central bank digital currencies into a decentralized finance. And based off of that perspective as well, our team has chosen to work on Algorand because of its kind of interoperability with 
what we see is the future of finance, is the decentralized finance movement. It's the transition from traditional finance into the decentralized finance and making it almost like a hybrid. So to be honest, I have no clue what Algorand will hit. I mean, it was kind of funny. We were talking about the price because uh, we've gotten to the, uh, an accelerator with Algorand and a few other, few other partners. And they were kind of joking. This was like two weeks ago. They're like, yeah, it's $1.20 right now, but you know, maybe your grant might be worth more because it might go to $1.50. And if you look at it now, it peaked at $2.50 uh, like a couple of days ago. So, I mean, you can kind of make your assumptions on that. But I, in my opinion, I think it'll go up. To what? I don't know. And uh, do, do you, yeah, please. From, I do some technical analysis when it comes to uh, token pricing because I do a fair amount of trading myself. This is not uh, advice nor like you know anything can happen but also uh when it comes to indicators outside of the technical analysis such as what kind of projects they're working on what's their vision because i will say algorand is what ethereum really really wants to be um but unfortunately ethereum isn't and it, ethereum literally only has the first to market advantage uh, when it comes to project and adoption so it it would a safe estimate to where the price of Algorand would be by the end of 2021 would be around 215 uh, to okay. be around that price point. So uh, Carter, what language are you programming on Algorand? Um, so Algorand has a few interesting um, languages. So Algorand actually has the Algorand virtual machine in the same way that Ethereum has the Ethereum virtual machine. And what that means is you can program in any EVM compatible code, compile it into EVM code. So if you're going to build on Ethereum, you can use Solidity, you can use Viper, you can, you can use any sort of code that's compatible with the chain. And you can do the same thing with Algorand. So personally, I'm a big Python fan. That's kind of what I grew up on. I, I started with research, like academic research and, and astrophysics. And that's kind of where I started actually learning to code and, and building all these systems. Um, and then I continued doing backend, backend building in Python. And something really nice about Algorand is that they have a, they primarily what they build these applications in is Teal. I forget the acronym. I want to say it's something like transaction execution application language. I could be wrong on that, but it's basically like a very structured, very, uh, um, very, very, uh, you know, simple code and Python. And they have this new uh, code code base that allows developers with familiar with Python to build in Teal. They call it PyTeal. And so if you know Python, you can build almost any application in, in, in the space on top of Algorand as well. Um, I know they're also working with Reach, which is like, you know, a, a TypeScript, you know, JavaScript similar language. So that's huge for adoption. You know, anybody who's developed in Solidity, which is also a JavaScript similar uh, language and arguably one of the biggest in the space Solidity is, yeah. um, you can leverage the kind of adoption of, of current developers uh, into Algorand as well. And uh, you, you mentioned uh, about quantum computing, do you think uh, that's uh, going to be, uh, ad there's going to be adoption soon for uh, uh, quantum computing? Well, realistically, I think we're a, a handful of years out from that point. Um, I don't think it's going to be happening in the near, near future. But I mean, you know, Moore, Moore's law, 
know, we, we're, in, we're doubling every year, it's an exponential growth. And the same thing happens with quantum computing where you know, getting linear growth on the amount of qubits you can have does not re result in linear growth in computation power. So to be honest, I don't know when this will happen. I would guess within the next 10 years, it'll be an actual issue. But the big thing is having the systems in place and then the algor algorithms dictating basically like eventually it'll be trillions or more dollars of settlement a day that depend on algorithms that could be broken by quantum computing. And so making sure that these algorithms are quantum proofed, if you will, is huge. Um, and based off of my research, uh, and I definitely recommend everybody doing their own, but based off my research, Algorand is in a really good position to kind of deal with that. Uh, Nate, tell us about uh, marketing uh, Weblin, both to users and to investors. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, Weblin is in a very interesting space because we are in the crossroads between, yes, we're a blockchain company, but also we're a very uh, mission-oriented company and we're also a consumer product. So there's a lot of different buckets and different ways that Weblin can be used. Our marketing in turn is thus that we don't necessarily market as market it as one specific thing. There was a, we was talking with an advisor not too long ago is how Chipotle, for example, a burrito place, I don't know if they have it uh, where you're at, but in the US it's a burrito place. And in all of their marketing, they show a burrito that's wrapped up in tinfoil rather than an open burrito because they want people to visualize their own burrito within that piece of tinfoil. So what Weblin is, is it is a platform that can do so many things for so, so many different groups. So we don't want to market it in any specific way, uh, generally. To users, uh, to um, just average consumers that use Weblin, it is pretty simple. It's an app that shows you events happening in your area and you can get paid to attend them. To cities, it's a way for uh, them to mobilize their citizens to do specific and impactful things, uh, which is really cool. And then, of course, for businesses, it's a way to reach directly to your local audience. So there's a lot of different ways that Weblin can be used. It's a hybrid platform, and it's more of an ecosystem than it is just a consumer product, uh, which gives us a lot of opportunities. When we're talking to the crypto specific market, one thing that really stands out when we're talking to them is how with pretty much every other crypto product, there is two things. A, uh, it's usually oftentimes just a crypto product that it's valuable because you put the name blockchain behind it, it doesn't necessarily do a whole lot. Where Weblin is a consumer platform first, blockchain technology second. So we're a platform that really actually has some, you know, utility to it, which is really cool. The other side of it that people get excited about is that Weblin is, as far as I can tell, one of the first products, if not the first product that requires zero knowledge of blockchain for people to get involved with it. In fact, we just put up a, a version on test flight yesterday uh, so it will be up pretty soon about basically being, being able to create an Algorand wallet at the click of a button. So you don't have to know anything about hash rates or private keys or gas fees or whatever 
All you need to know is you go to an event, you get paid, that's it. So it's everywhere between Vitalik Buterin, who obviously has intense knowledge of blockchain, and my mother, who has zero knowledge of blockchain, both are able to tap into the ecosystem uh, in an equal way. So that's some of the really cool things that Weblin is uh, all about, which means it makes it a difficult job to market it uh, because it can be marketed in so many different ways, uh, which, you know, a lot of opportunity there, but it's definitely not an easy task. Yeah. So uh, I would say your grandmother, because I'm sure your mother uh, having you as a son, she knows a lot about blockchain. Um, I, I try. <laughs> so, uh, guys, as we are uh, coming to an end of this com fantastic conversation, uh, let let us know a little bit what is the profile of your audience. Uh, I mean, who are your users? What are what is their age and uh, demographic? So, we do like to say that Weblin, as I just said, Weblin can really be used by anyone. And because it's such a versatile platform, it can be used by so many people in so many different ways. Um, so for example, one of the main markets that we're going off of going after right now is kind of like what Makai talked about and he can interject if he, if he wants. But one of the main markets that we're going off after is cities because cities need a way to directly communicate with the people that are in their area and more importantly, mobilize them to say, these are our objectives as a city and as a community. And here is how we can financially incentivize people to be doing those specific actions. And then of course there is businesses too with, um, their, uh, with their things that they wanna do for, for marketing. But Makai, I don't know if you have anything to add on that. Currently the majority of our users, uh, they age from anywhere from around 14 to 35. However, when it comes to uh, additional users that people as old of, as like 70, 80 have even downloaded the app as well. When it comes to just simply the idea of wanting to do an event or go somewhere knowing exactly what is going on in the area within two clicks. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, guys, any final words? It was very informative and uh, we wish you uh, best of luck in growing this uh, fantastic project. And of course, we are going to be paying attention at it. Uh, any final words for uh, our audience who, is, uh, who are entrepreneurs and uh, early stage VCs? Uh, we continue to pay attention to the project and the progress we're making and specifically pay attention to what's about to happen in Fargo, North Dakota, because there is going to be international attention to what's about to happen because for the first time ever, in, uh, there's going to be a city that you are able to be paid to be engaged in what's going on around it. And we will be talking about it on our social media channels ranging from LinkedIn all the way to Instagram. And if you haven't already to download Weblin because our, we are currently distributing tokens on our, the test net. And with our live tokens, we are doing a one to two ratio. So all the tokens that you're earning right now on Web, Weblin will be doubled uh, once we are live and start getting listed on other exchanges later in the fall. Are you guys doing an airdrop? 
we will be doing our jobs. One, uh, I don't know how much uh, we can say about it, but we do have a couple of really exciting things planned in Fargo specifically. One thing that we really want to do is almost like a geocache type thing of once we launch our token, basically place a bunch of QR codes all around the city, whether it's, you know, underneath a playground thing of a QR code or on a tree next to the river uh, that people can scan it if they find one and it will be worth some amount of money. How much? I don't know. I, we shouldn't say money, some amount of Weblin. Um, and uh, we, if it works uh, and it's scalable in Fargo, then as we launch to other markets, we will likely be employing the same uh, idea elsewhere too. It seems like at this point we could have real airdrops, like airdropping QR codes from like a helicopter or something, right? <laughs> true. <laughs> and also, uh, when it comes to downloading Weblin and you're in an area that we are not uh, active, putting active efforts in, if you let us know, like even within the app or on our channels, that you're interested to have Weblin in your city or your community, uh, please, please reach out. Definitely. Uh, Kai, Nate, Carter, it was a real pleasure. Thank you very much for having us on. Yeah, thanks, George. See you guys.